wants to get it in quickly. Does the lamb here? Stolen by Byron on the cut to DJ. Yes! Yes to the The inbound pass comes into court. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Guys! The Bulls win! They win! James catches, puts up the three. Wall goes. Rebound time. Back out to Allen. History three What is going on, everyone? Welcome to 48 Minutes Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Mackey, and joined always by Mr. Ben Brown. How are we feeling today, Ben? Wonderful, man. Wonderful. We started spring football practice today in the driving rain. It was fantastic. <laughs> so, we, so you know, just back to the crib here, warming up a little bit, and uh, ready to talk some NBA hoops, man. We had a... Had a really fun first round. I'm excited for the second round games. Josh, how are we feeling tonight? Man, I tell you what, I didn't think I could ever be more excited for first and second round basketball than what we got with Golden State and Sacramento in the first round. And now getting a LeBron versus Kobe or a Curry showdown in the second round of the playoffs. It's wild, so man. We, this is not, I mean, this has been probably one of the most Wild West type playoffs we've probably ever seen. We we still don't have a, a team that we're going to be like, we're saying this team will definitively win the whole thing. Like, no one knows who's going to win this thing. It's completely wide open right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. It is, uh, it's been, it's been quite a week. Let's, uh, Let's go right into it. Let's hop into the first round series. So first round, we're done. The longest series that we got was, of course, a uh, a glorious seven-gamer out of the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors. Golden State yesterday ended up turning on the juice in the third quarter, and Steph Curry becomes the all-time highing scorer for a Game 7 in NBA history. 50 points. What a performance. I... I don't even know what to say about it. He, I was a little bit scared that they weren't going to be able to compete after just getting their butts handed to him on Friday, but they really turned it on. Yeah, man. Something to be said about championship pedigree. I think I typed that in yesterday in our group text. Um, you know, I, I, I love that Kings team. This is not, this is not a knock on them. I think that they had a fantastic season. Um, and they've got some young stars. They should be competitive for years to come. They have a great coach and Mike Brown. You have your you have a all NBA point guard and Fox. You got his running mate with Monk. You got guys off the bench. You have Sabonis. Um, this team is is set to make a run, um, but it just wasn't this year, and it just wasn't against that team. Um, 
<clears throat> their their pedigree of winning um, and their pedigree of just staying the course. I mean, they didn't panic when they lost game six. They didn't panic when Clay was one of nine in the first half from three. They didn't panic when, you know, you know, people got hurt or things happened. It's just something about that championship pedigree. Those guys have been together for so long. They know exactly what they needed to do to win that game seven. Um, and Steph Curry is just Steph Curry. Josh, I think you brought it up yesterday. Like you have to talk about him being one of the all-time top two three-point guards to ever play this game. I mean, the guy is just a magician with the basketball. He's fearless. He'll take any shot. And not only that, like, it's the amount of energy that he expands to get his shots. Like, it's not like he's just taking set threes. Like, he's running off screens. He's running off pin downs. He's dribble driving. He's he's doing everything he needs to do in order for him to be able to get shots. And it, it is incredible to watch him play and perform. Um, and that that alone, his mentality and his winning nature with that team's pedigree just overshadowed what the Kings could do uh, in a game seven. But no, no disrespect to the Kings. They played outstanding. Like I said, they've got some young guns and they should be around for a long time. Um, my take on it was kind of the same. Uh, the way Golden State got handled in game six, it looked like fatigue was starting to set in. Uh, the pace of what Sacramento plays, um, it's like we saw them. We, so we saw this year, they were the highest scoring, most efficient basketball team ever. Um, and the highest scoring basketball team that they set in almost the last 40 years. So um, that pace of those young guys running up and down, because you saw it, Golden State would score a basket and those guys were like right at it, right down the court, trying to get, you know, driving in for a layup and, it was almost like we were seeing Golden State 2.0, you know, like speeding up what Golden State used to do. But somehow, some way, um, I, I guess I read today that after that game, like they went home and like Curry said he couldn't sleep and he got up at like three o'clock in the morning. There was a text from Draymond. Those two got on the phone and called each other. And both of them were just going back and forth about how like they were pissed off of the world and like how dare we let them do this to us and we 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 can't let that happen again. And they said Curry, a man of very few words, actually called a meeting with the team and went in there and was like, "Look, like he was he was like, we're this is not us." Um, he said he called out guys who weren't getting playing time, who was crying about playing time, and uh, said, "Look, if you don't get on the floor." Like, we don't need you next man up. And he's like, I'll be damned if I'm going to go in and let us lose a game seven. And clearly he took it upon himself in that game to uh, will that team to win. And the crazy part to me was, is that um, I was watching the game and like towards the end of the second half, I was like, Golden State don't have it, man. Like, they just don't have it. Like, I feel like I felt like Sacramento was going to pull away and uh, potentially like go on this run in the second half. And the most impressive part about Curry is that he hit a couple shots towards the end of that half to kind of keep the game close. And then he just blitzed them in the second half. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. 14 in the third quarter and 16 in the fourth quarter. I mean, put up 30 in the second half and Wiggins play was, was shooting horrible and clay was shooting horrible and um, pool was shooting horrible. And the only guy that was kind of coming along with him was Looney. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Looney yeah. had 21 rebounds, and I think like seven or eight of those were offensive. Offensive. And mm-hmm. um, that was the third game that series that he had 20-plus rebounds. I mean, and he and if you was watching the game, he was out rebounding. It was almost like wherever a ball was going, like he was there, like very Dennis Rodman-esque. Like he almost knew yeah. where the ball was going. He was getting his hands on it, kicking it out, and then Curry would just hit these dagger shots. And like I said yesterday, maybe the most impressive thing about Curry yesterday wasn't even his shooting, the way he was handling the ball and getting mm-hmm. and slicing that defense up. Um, for those who don't think Curry has like supreme handles, I feel like he can rival Kyrie when it comes to handles on a basketball court because oh, absolutely. his handles, his handles are used differently. His handles are made to get him to the basket. They cannot keep that little guy out of the paint for nothing. No, no, they looked and, they they looked absolutely lost with him a few plays. Like they just he would just it, it felt like he was like almost walking in slow motion around him, and they were just stunned at what he was doing it towards the end of the game. I mean, and that shot, that one where he ended up taking it down the middle and ended up flipping it up with the finger roll and got fouled on it. I mean Oh my goodness. Just just phenomenal. That was really when the game changed for the way I was looking at it because Sacramento was up by, by two at the half. And I, I wasn't feeling good about, about golden state with clay shooting. I mean, he was so, so bad in the beginning. And then we get to the second half and he missed a couple. And then he got that three point wedge stuck up there. And I was like, Oh man. <laughs> but then, but as bad apart. as he shot, but as bad as he shot, Sean, he hit two really big shots. Like he as did. random as it sounds like he hit that baseline fade away. And then he hit a three and got fouled. Yeah, and, the three um, point. Yeah, I mean he he didn't he had a bad shooting night, but he didn't have. I wouldn't say he had a bad bad game by any stretch. He mm-hmm. kept him in there. That the three point where he ended up getting fouled was obviously huge, and the fadeaway that he ended up doing, you know, uh, to kind of get himself going to kind of it was kind of a rhythm shot where he ended up going up and kind of fading off to his left. Um, you know, he he figured it out. This is a team that always just figures it out Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't be surprised, but you know, this has been a team that's been together for, you know, how long now? 10 years Mm -hmm. or 10 years. So so I saw today that the last playoff team to beat the golden state warriors, I think was the 2013 uh, LA Clippers. Mm. That was the last team to beat them. Like in the, like in like an actual playoff city, wasn't it? That was Lob yeah. City, yeah. Lob yeah, City, Griffin. The, that was the last time that they had lost a regular. I mean, they they obviously lost the NBA championship the one year, but you know, I mean, just uh, just a just an incredible group of dudes, and and like you guys said, you know, we do need to start putting Steph Curry in the probably the top two conversation for best point guard ever. Now, I mean, I I don't, you know, and I'm old guard as hell, just like. You mm-hmm. guys sometimes are about some some players that you guys love from your childhood, but Steph Curry is just incredible, man. And Magic, you know, Magic is is always in my mind. I mean, I don't know if we're ever going to see a more pure point guard, a guy who's distributing the ball, and yeah, you know, he was so massive and everything. But Steph's a different kind of guy. Like he's he's able to, and you often, you know, sometimes I I, I think that his 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 rebounding and assists don't really get enough credit mm-hmm. on it on his stat line because all we, you know all he does is shoot threes and everything. He's just a phenomenal player all around at this point. And 
I don't know. I think this is like, this has probably been one of his, his best career years too. And I mean, he's what, 34, 35 years old. 35. And he's still 35 and he's still out there doing it. And he, he looks, he still looks great. He doesn't look mm-hmm. like he's really lost a step yet at all. Would, would you guys agree with that? No. And like I said, I feel like this dude could go run a marathon. Like the amount of, yeah. the amount of miles he puts on a basketball court is insane. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a guy run around the court like this dude. Well, and a lot of the a lot of the plays, you, you get to think they start with him having the ball and he passes mm-hmm. it, and then he ends up ending the play. So regardless of circumstance, he might start the play and then end up with the ball back and forth, and it's like the whole game revolves around him in scoring, especially yesterday. Um, it's just you know, it's, it's one of those things that's just, it's a lot of fun to watch at this point. I know a lot of people, a lot of old timers are like, Oh, you know, it doesn't shoot threes and blah, 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 blah. But you know, he's, <laughs> you know, I don't want to hear any of that. I, I hear so much crap from people that just watch college basketball and say, you know, Oh, they're not playing defense. There was a lot of defense played in that Sacramento Warriors series. They were picking yes. each other up before absolutely everything what i don't want to hear any more of this garbage what people don't understand sean is that if you go back and look at that series neither team shot well right Mm -hmm. and a lot of that had to do with defense but the problem is yeah the problem is is that the pace of the game is so fast right you're shooting shots 10 minutes into the shot clock or 10 Mm -hmm. seconds into the shot clock that they're just getting more shots up so it allows the score to be higher in the game itself but and if that game was slowed down, they were taking one shot every 24 seconds. I mean, you probably would have had an 80-something to 80-something game. But when you add an extra 40 possessions on a on a ball team and on each side, like the points are going to be there, unfortunately. I mean, just it is what it is. I mean, and to be honest, that game, other than garbage time, I mean, they really held Sacramento under 100 points. I think a Sacramento yeah. scored right at 100, but – you know, mm-hmm. they got a lot of they got like 10 points in garbage time after like they subbed everybody out. But I'm saying like they weren't even going to reach 100, which just shows you how great uh, Golden State's defense was that game. That's crazy. An absolutely incredible performance uh, from the Golden State Warriors yesterday. Let's kind of go on to some of the other series that happened. I know that's the one everybody always wants to talk about it, but Miami ended up, you know, making it to the second round obviously upsetting the bucks mm-hmm. uh which was which was just unbelievable unbelievable they ended up getting game one over the knicks uh at madison square garden um you guys mentioned to me and I, I didn't realize this before the before we got on here that jimmy had hurt himself and was pulled towards the end of the game um Randall didn't play but at the same time hero's not playing for the heat right now so it kind of evened itself out uh, how are you guys feeling about the Heat after Game One? Oh, I still like them. I mean, I think that I think Randall for New York makes a difference. Um, but uh, depending on Jimmy Butler's health, I just think that um, I just feel like the Heat are playing in a different gear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like you know, and I know that we talk about this all the time, but it's like. Like that heat culture is a real thing. Like I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's, it's like Jimmy Butler understands just winning. You know, now he may not win all the time, but he understands what winning is about, uh, what what selflessness is all about. Like, and I feel like Coach Spolstra makes the right moves at the right time. 
you know, they're starting Kevin Love again. Like, I, I just think that I, there's just something about that team, that organization, that group. Like, they may not win the series, but I, I, I like for I like them beating the Knicks, uh, and I could see them. You know, it, it's going to go. I think it'll go six or seven, but there's just something about that Heat team, man, that is just they're, you know, they're just special. And I, and I don't know what it is. Like I don't, you know, of course they have Jimmy Butler. You know, Bam out of Bayou isn't playing great. Um, Kyle Lowry's playing a little bit better, but it, it's it's really just about the collective. Like they they are doing things, just playing winning basketball. And of course, a lot of that has to do with how well Jimmy Butler is playing. But um, it, it'll be interesting. Game one, you know, you would expect the Knicks, even without Randall, to come out and play with a little bit more. Uh, they just didn't play with a whole lot of like. Uh, initiative like they didn't play like the team that beat the Cavs like they kind of played uh like they were almost shocked to be in the second round like they it was like a second round hangover they didn't they didn't play like the team that just beat the Cavs like they were they played lethargic Brunson I mean it was still fantastic but RJ Barrett didn't play well um you didn't get a whole lot of contribution from Obi Toppin like you didn't get contributions from all these other guys especially with Randall being down um Miami came out with the more more focused and more driven uh, attack than uh, than what the Knicks had. And you would wouldn't expect that them being in the second round on their home floor, but uh, but yeah, I think I was texting yesterday. Like I just, I looked forward to this series because it's it reminds me of those old Knicks Heat grind them out, beat them up series because both teams are grimy teams that 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 slug it out, play physical defense. Um, and the Knicks just felt like they just didn't, didn't, uh, didn't put their foot on the gas yesterday. So Ben, um, I want to touch on that a little bit. Uh, your guy, uh, Vincent was actually one of the guys that stepped up yesterday. Yeah. Uh, big time. Yeah. yeah. And, um, 20 points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll say he might've been like, uh, I think he hit like six threes or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I want you all to put this into perspective. So, last year, the Heat were the number one seed going into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. This year, they were the seventh seed. Uh, They were the worst scoring team in the NBA. And really, their defense somehow is what kept them into, like, being in that playoff slash play-in tournament type atmosphere. Mm -hmm. All right, so... They lost the first play-in game to the Hawks, which meant they had to beat the Bulls to even get into the playoffs. Right. <laughs> um, they were down to the Bulls in the fourth quarter yeah. with not very much time left to go in that game. And uh, they went, I remember they went on like a 20 to six or 22 to six run to end the game, which got them into the playoffs <laughs> to begin with. So then First round, they're playing the team that all of us pretty much had picked to be in the finals for the most part, which was the Bucs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in that series, they lost Tyler Hero. He broke his hand. Right? So um, Jimmy Butler, that series, averaged almost 37 or 38 points a game. And they pulled off an upset beating number one. See, not only did they beat them, they beat them four games to one. Mm-hmm to move yeah. to the second round. Like if that's not crazy 
I don't know what is. And that right there is what you call heat culture, Ben, and that that Jimmy Butler effect. Like once he gets to the playoffs, like he's just a whole different monster. And mm-hmm. you saw it. I mean, he had back-to-back-to-back games. I mean, he put up a 50-burger and then – uh, what was he 40 40 was it 47 or 48 somewhere around there 49 was the one game that he came back with 42 mm-hmm. um in back-to-back games I want to say it was 48 and 42 or something like that um and he literally was just doing whatever he wanted and I know Giannis got hurt uh which we'll probably touch on injuries here in a second but I know Giannis got hurt but then they cleared him and said he was good to go and like even Giannis being in the game couldn't help what Jimmy Butler was doing to the um to the Bucks. Well, no. and and I often think about this. Jimmy Butler is one of those players when he's backed up into a corner and he can actually be the guy and not have a sidekick or anything, he's gonna let you have it. Like it almost I almost feel like it was more advantageous for Hero to go down and him actually like gear into that that player that he can become than him deferring at all and relying on other guys. I feel like when he just gets completely backed into a corner, he is so good and he wants to show off and he, and he, he just plays with such intensity and, and poise. And he's just, he's so good in those kind of moments. And like, I, I often wonder now, like, you know, had hero not broke his hand and they relied more on him for offense would they be where they're at right now? Like, I just feel like sometimes Jimmy Butler is better doing everything and just dragging the entire team up a hill on his own. I mean, it's not efficient, but he does do it and he does it probably better than anyone in the NBA. So I'm, I think I agree. I think this, this series is probably going to go probably, probably six or seven. I can't imagine Mm -hmm. them winning all four games, you know, and sweeping the Knicks, uh, cause Randall's going to be back at some point. And, yeah. um, and even with, uh, with Jimmy a little bit hobbled, you know, he's going to come out and, and, and play hard the next game. So, um, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be one to keep, keep our eye on. Um, 76ers, obviously they ended up, uh, beating Brooklyn. Um, they're, they're going up against the Celtics right now. looks like they're in the third quarter of game one. They're up by two over the Celtics without Joel Embiid in the first game, mm-hmm. um, which, I'm you got to you got to think that, you know, Philly is really banking on him coming back the next game, whether they win this or not, because they cannot beat a a Celtics team without Joel Embiid. Yeah, Yeah, not yeah, not not for four games. I just it would it would would be hard to do now. It it looks like we got James Harden from 2017 playing tonight because he's. 12 or 22, four or nine from three, 30 points. <laughs> so, you well, know, I mean, uh, he's, he's got, he's got to be that guy. That's what they're paying him to do right now. Yeah. You know, he's it went, when Joel's not there, I mean, you got him and you got Tyrese Maxey and Tobias, you know, and then you got playoff PJ Tucker, who's, you know, going to get you some, some, some key get rebounds. You nothing. At the end of the game. Dude, he get, he's got you. He's, he's played 23 minutes. He's taken no shots. He's got three fouls and three rebounds. 23 minutes. What a guy, though. Yeah. <laughs> he's a playoff guy. He'll he'll do he something. Is. I agree. He's he one is. of those guys. He's, I wouldn't he's, be, uh, I wouldn't want to start him, but you know, uh yeah. they that that's why they're paying him. They're paying him for this. You know, he's had some great series where he's he's been great. Um 
How many games are we thinking this is going to go, guys? Josh, what are you, what are you thinking? I would have to venture that this is a seven-game series. Um, yeah. You think it's going to be seven? Okay. Yeah, um, especially I think game. I think the game tonight will really determine on if it's going to go seven. If Philly wins a game without Embiid, um, and they're in Boston right now, I think Boston will gather their thoughts collectively. Um, these teams match up. I think they they both kind of built their rosters to kind of play each other. Um, figuring like, hey, if we have to get through the the final to the finals, um, one of us are going to have to we're going to have to play each other and beat one another to get to the Bucks. I don't think they thought they were going to be playing the Heat or the Knicks. So, no, no. Um, so as it stands right now, I mean, Philly's up two, and like you said, Ben, um, we got old Harden, and then you know they got guys that uh, that are stepping up right now. Like Harris has thirteen, Maxi has fourteen, uh, Melton has seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you get balanced scoring like that, it makes it hard. And and the, and the really crazy part is they're shooting almost 50% from three right now. So they're keeping Ooh. themselves in the game with the three ball. Yeah. Um, but then you go to uh, Boston and Tatum's got 32. And Jalen Brown's got 18 and Brogdon's got 14. And then that is it. Like there's yeah. nothing else going on. Like it's those three right now. So if Philly gets some stops – um, I think this is going to be a tough series. So Boston is shooting 63% from the field right now in the game and losing. That's wild. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's Ooh. wild. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think that if you if, if Philly wins in Boston without Embiid, that's got to give them a lot of confidence for when Embiid returns. Um, it, I'd, I'd hate to say that it shakes Boston, the Celtics, a little bit, but um, – you know, you wouldn't expect for this good of a team to lose at home without the potential MVP on the floor. So, like, you know, I I don't know. You know, I I hate I hate to think that this Boston team would struggle. Um, I do I do think that they possibly could come back tonight, but but it's hard to say that they can win a series without the MVP for the league or a potential MVP for the league, not being on the floor and lose at home. Like that's, that's a yeah. tough look. That's a tough look for the Celtics. It is. It is. They've been, they've been backed into a corner before though. I'm not, I'm not super concerned, but if we're looking forward, let's say that Philly does, does win this series somehow, some way they get past the Boston Celtics and, I feel like if we weren't saying that the Bucks were going to make it to the NBA Finals, I think most people were probably saying it. You know, the Celtics are probably the most likely to come out of the East besides the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, with them being out and everything, if if Philly is somehow able to pull off a a giant upset over the Boston Celtics this season in the second round, because this is a tough second round series. This is not. Oh yeah, a, absolutely. Is, it, it is a very tough second round series to go through. What happens to Boston if they lose before they get to the conference finals? Mm. I mean, I I think it's going to be really, really interesting because we've had how many years of, of this duo together? Yeah. Several years now. And yeah, I just, uh, several. I mean, you look at you look at a team like Philadelphia – they're always looking to like change their roster every year. You know, they've got Harden on the team now. 
Um, they always look a little bit different. Whereas the Celtics, they got Brogdon now. Um, but uh, you know, the, the nucleus of that team is, you know, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum and, and, you know, Jalen Brown. So you got to think that one of them is probably going to be out if, if things do not go well in this series. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. Good, Josh. I don't uh, know. I I was just going to say though, like Philly's core is really intact too. I mean, it's Harden and Bede, Harris and Maxie, right? I mean, they've played at least two years together. Um, And then there's some of their bench guys, you know, Melton, um, they're starting Paul Reed today. They started Paul Reed today, which I don't even know where that came from. But, <laughs> um, but if if it is a if it if Philly does win, is it really an upset? Uh, because like Philly was also primed to be like, hey, we're a team that can compete in the East for the for a championship. I think those three teams at the top were all fairly equivalent in their own way are we saying it's a uh an upset because boston was in the finals last year they added brogdon to the roster yeah. and then don't get back yeah that that's that's kind of what i'm saying <laughs> yeah I, I feel like i just feel like if if it would be a step back for him for for you know the whole franchise but also adding brogdon which is huge like he's he's a great addition to this team but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I've never, I've never, even though the Boston Celtics, you know, made it to the finals last year and Jason Tatum was just like absolutely unreal until they got to the NBA finals. There's something that's always felt a little bit missing from this team. And I don't know what it is. And there's just, it always feels like they're like one piece off. And I can't put my finger on it. You know, they they shored up the point guard this year with Brogdon coming on, and mm-hmm. they've got Marcus Smart. You know, and every, everybody's everybody's playing well. But I don't know. There's just something that I don't know. I might a couple weeks from now, if they're in the NBA Finals, I'll probably be changing my tune. But I don't know. There's just it just feels like there might be something missing from this team. I I actually agree with you, Sean. I I truly agree with you. I do. I feel like I feel like. Um, you look at their starting five, right? And you're like, all right, they have Horford, they have Tatum, they have Smart, they have Brown. You can move Horford to power forward and you can start um, um, Williams. So, and then they got Brogdon. But after that, you're like, the Grant Williams and Derek White, like, I, I praised Derek White a, a couple of weeks ago saying how well he's been playing. And today he's, back to Derek White, you know, two points. So <laughs> um, so what you're seeing is is the big three of Tatum, Brown, and Brogdon, and nobody else is really helping. So it's 87-87 going into the fourth quarter, and someone needs to step up, and who is that person going to be? Yeah. So, um, and then with Philly, you know, I look at them and I'm like, there's days where Harris has good games and Maxie's been able to take over every now and then. And like you said, Harden's being himself right now and Melton can give you these spurts of games, but like, can they all put it together that Embiid's not in? Cause we know what Embiid's going to give us on the floor. Embiid's 30 and 12 and you know, he might hit a three here, a couple blocks. Like we know what we're going to get from Embiid. So without him, like you have to fill the rest of that production in. And it seems like right now Philly's figured it out for at least three quarters 
But we're going to find out what Boston's made of and what Philly's made of without Embiid here in the next 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be that's going to be an interesting series. I think it's probably one of the more underrated ones we're not really talking about as much. But um, let's head over to the West. Um, let's talk about some Suns and Nuggets. So Nuggets uh, played at home on Saturday. Uh, they beat the Suns 125 to 107, gave them a real spanking. It was pretty brutal. Um, and the Nuggets ended up winning their last series four to one over the Timberwolves. And Jokic was, you know, unreal as always 24 points, 19 rebounds, five assists. Jamal Murray had 34 points, nine assists, five rebounds. Aaron Gordon had 23 and six. Michael Porter Jr. had 11 and three. Like they were just all on. And, of course, Kevin Durant had 29 points and 14 rebounds. And Devin Booker, great game. Uh, Chris Paul, 11 and 5. You know, um, how are we feeling about the Phoenix Suns? Uh, I know this is a team that's been recently constructed. They haven't been together for very long. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is kind of one of those those players that we feel like should be contributing more for what they, what they paid them this off season to stay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you look at this Nuggets team that's been together for a few years and just all, all the gears are turning right now. And are we, are we underrating this, this Nuggets team? Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you, what do you, uh, what do you think, Josh? Well, yeah. Um. So look, we all said Phoenix. We all said Phoenix with KD looked like the favorites to come out of the West, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. What we're learning right now is that they can only get so much out of Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and um, Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton have to step up and help those two out because when you look at the game itself, both guys shot over fifty percent from the field. All right, KD yeah. was 12 and 19, Booker was 10 and 19. Uh, they both had 29 and 27, respectively. Um, I watched this game, and here's what I saw I saw Denver offensively. So, so Phoenix shot better than uh, Denver from the field, but where Denver made this up was Denver was pretty much lights out from the three point line. And Phoenix struggled from the three-point line. There was a twenty-point, a twenty-seven-point difference in uh, on three-pointers shot in this game. And I know it says that Phoenix only lost by eighteen. The game was way worse than that. Um, you know, they pulled the starters early, and you know they got some bench guys in, and you know they closed the gap kind of towards the end of the game. But this was a this was a drumming. I mean, it was a mile-high drumming in the third and fourth quarter, like Phoenix had no answer for what was going on with Denver. And right now I would say minus golden state, Denver has the best starting five in basketball. uh, When you look at their team as a whole and their starting five is so efficient that they don't need much from their bench to be able to play a basketball game. All right. So, we, I mean, we know Kevin Durant's a dog. We know Booker's a dog. So how many, how long do we wait on Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton to get on board? Like, <laughs> I, like seriously, like, I and I, and I, 
I mean, it's not a, I mean, like I said, it, it's not a knock. I mean, we, you know, this, the Suns were, they're right there. You know, they were in the, they were in the, what, finals two years ago or, or, you know, they're in the, you know, they were in the finals two years ago. They were in the Western Conference finals last year. You know, they're, they add Kevin Durant. Um, like you, you're making all these moves and we're still waiting on, waiting on guys to perform the way you need them to perform on a, on a consistent basis. And I, and not, I don't, I don't dislike Chris Paul, but you know, you can't, you can't go five of 11, one of five for three and only have five assists and 11 points in a, in a series. If you're trying to win a championship, like you, you can't do that. You know, and the second thing is, is that I think we, I think we have drastically underrated the Nuggets. Drastically, I, I, you know, they're Josh. You bring up a great point. They're starting five. They're starting five. It, it, it's a close. It's a close run with that Golden State starting five for sure. Um, I think I think Porter Jr. is a stud. Uh, Aaron Gordon has played unreal. He's played really good minutes for them. Uh, Jamal Murray, I think, I think when Jamal Murray got hurt, we forgot how good he was before he got hurt. <laughs> you know, remember that battle he had with, uh, Devin Mitchell and all the, all that, and that playoff run and all the things he yeah. was able to do. Like we forgot about that stuff. So we forgot how good he is on top of the fact that Jokic, Jokic, Jokic could be a three-time MVP. So, I mean, you know, that roster and those start that starting five and that roster is, is built to win. Um, with guys that that are playing consistent basketball, you know what you're going to get from Booker. You know what you're going to get from from Kevin Durant. It's will the other guys for Phoenix actually step up and play like stars, or will it just be another early exit? That's the biggest question. Yeah, and Ben, and and to add to you, and and I want people to understand this. Like sometimes plus minus is misleading when you look at it. Um, Durant. 29 points, 14 rebounds, right, in 36 minutes. 12 of 19 from the field. He had three blocks. Like, if you would have watched the game, you were starting to realize, like, Kevin Durant was coming off his guy. He was getting some blocks. Like, he was guarding Jokic at points. Like, he, he was doing everything he could in this game that DeAndre Ayton was not doing to try to be able to get Phoenix, like, some run in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does a guy who's seven foot – only have seven rebounds and and um and not be able to contend or keep Jokic off the glass. Like Jokic had 19 rebounds, I think, like something crazy like that. Yeah. Um yeah. And this is a guy who was the number one pick who you put stake in and said, hey, you're our guy at the center. Like we basically have you in the West to be able to go against guys like Anthony Davis and Jokic. They brought him back, Josh. Yeah. They he was going to be a pacer. They paid him more money to come back. And, and he's he, not and he, giving them nothing. Well, because he's not happy that he's there. He didn't want to play right. there. That's the thing. No. That's, and that's the thing that sucks about the match deal. When you go off yep. and you are a player and your team says, you know what? Go ahead. Tr- go try to find another deal someplace. And he goes to Indiana, which – and we talked about this last last year. Like, he would have been a great fit in Indy. Um, but I just don't, he's dropped off this year. And I sit there yeah. and I look at like what, what 
Kavon Looney did last night, you know, just played his ass off in mm-hmm. just, I mean, 20 some rebounds, 11 points. He shot, you know, 60, 70% from the field. I mean, he just, he's, he's a smart basketball player. He knows his role. DeAndre Ayton does not know what his role is with this team. I at agree. All. He has I no agree. role carved out for him. And also I would like to put this out here. Phoenix Suns bench. Don't like it. No, no, I agree. Not not a fan of this bench at all. I mean, these guys that were good last year, Cameron Payne, Bismack Biombo, they're back to not being as great again. Yep. And we're looking at it. We've got Tory Craig on the bench. Last so so this last game, they ended up getting they got seven points from Jock Landale. He was the best player off the bench for that team the other night. And that was in that was probably in garbage time. Uh, Tory Craig had three points. Landry Shaman had three points. Damian Lee had three points. They're not getting rebounds either. These aren't these aren't guys that are coming out and relieving the starters and giving them some good minutes to play with right now. This is just not a they're not a great team. And then going back to what you guys said a couple minutes ago about the Nuggets being the starting five is so good, their bench doesn't even have to do much. But even Bruce like Bruce Brown comes off the bench. He's hey, got 14 points. And Bruce he's Brown's won. made himself a player. Oh, Bruce Brown's great. Like he's he like him and Jeff Green. Jeff Green's one of those guys. If you're in the playoffs and he's coming off your bench, he's gonna he's gonna do something wild. He's always got some crazy dunk that he pulls out of out of his butt and he just becomes, you know, Oklahoma City Jeff Green again. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm worried about Phoenix in this. And also, you know, we got DeAndre Ayton who doesn't it's pretty evident that he doesn't want to be there and he's going to be if, if they don't make it to the, the conference finals this year, that guy's gone. He is gone. They will move him someplace else. They have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker right now in the primes of their career and they can't Mm -hmm. waste it. And if you can get anything for him and they can, he's, he does have value places. Um, And I think he could be a good player someplace else, but he does not know his role here. This team looks – i I'll say this. They're, they're kind of Frankenstein together right now. Like they yep. just – you know, and, you know, looking looking at, uh, you know, Chris Paul – and I know this is a terrible thing to say, but I'm like, I'm like, you know, we're one series away from him having to play really hard and then get hit the wrong way and walking out of a game. Like I don't trust mm-hmm. him in the playoffs at all. I've said it – we've talked about this a million times – and um but i don't know man i think the nuggets we we've underrated them they are a they're a great basketball team um and uh you know and it's it's because they're let's face they're not a sexy team there's so many other sexier teams they're not the warriors they're not the lakers not the lakers are sexy but you know they're not the boston celtics they're not you know the bucks they're not the miami heat there's really i mean Jokic is something to grab onto he's a hell of a player Mm -hmm. i mean one of the best players in the world right now. And I just, I don't know, man. I think, I think this team has been, I think they've heard all this, this talk from everybody that they're, you know, because nobody believes in them because of their, mm-hmm. their playoff past. And I think they're pissed off this year and they're coming for, for the NBA finals this year. And it's going to be, it's going to be tough to get, it's going to be tough to out the nuggets this year. Yeah. I, I think that you're, you're spot on there, Sean, because, I mean, Jokic is a two-time MVP, but other than yeah. like, they don't have a lot of curb appeal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
something. They just don't have that curb appeal. Like, like you said, the Lakers, they may not have as much, but they have LeBron. You got AD. With the Warriors, you got Curry, Clay, Draymond. With the Heat, you got Jimmy Butler, Bam out of Bayou. Like, you got a whole bunch of curb appeal with names and guys that, that are, are, you know, household names. Other than Jokic, I mean, Jamal Murray, you know, I, I think he was – it's, you know – it's sight unseen for Murray because we lost we lost that vision of him playing once he got hurt and we didn't see him for a while and we forgot that how good he was. Um, Aaron Gordon has transformed his career from just being a dunk contest guy to a guy that's given them great minutes, great points, great energy, great rebounds. Um, you know, he he's kind of transformed that. Michael Porter Jr. was out for a year. Remember, he didn't play all last year, so now yeah. he's back. He's a guy that went sight unseen that we had forgotten about, and they've they've put together a pretty good roster down there that that we had forgotten they had good young talent there, and now that talent's starting to come together around that around the MVP. So it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a series. I think uh, I I think the Suns are gonna have to come out and really give them their all and. They're going to need contributions from some of those other guys we talked about to be able to even have a chance against this team. And, and also, you know, like I said, the longevity of this, this team being together, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've got the chemistry there. Phoenix, this Phoenix Suns team, they're, they've just kind of been cut and pasted together as of recently. So, and Kevin Durant, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, he can try to make anything work and he usually does, but he still needs help from those other guys. If you're not getting, rebounding from a seven foot center like deandre ayton like you something's got to give because if if the warriors can do it with their their big guy who's getting paid i think they said he's the 53rd highest paid center in the league Mm -hmm. if he's giving you better production than then you're doing something wrong spending all this money on ayton just because he was a number one pick you know what four years ago or whatever it doesn't matter that doesn't matter at all anymore and I just so. want to I just want to touch on real quick too that although I think at the moment like the trade between um, Phoenix and New Jersey where um, Phoenix got Durant and T.J. Warren who's not stepped on the floor yet right <laughs> now that trade mm-hmm. looks a little crazy when you now say hey I gave up Mikael Bridges Cam Johnson Jay Crowder all guys who play significant minutes one a starter, two off the bench, right? And four first-round draft picks and a draft swap for one KD. Um, if this trade ends up not panning out, like, and the Nets somehow next year become this really, really good team that goes deep in the playoffs, are we going to start looking at this like we looked at the uh, Rudy Gobert trade? Yeah, it, I yeah. think it's. I think it's. It's very possible. I mean, this was definitely an all chips in move for the phoenix suns and you go all chips in for you know a top top five nba player of all time like kevin durant so you know you got to go in and do it i get it but you also need to be sure that the rest of your team is not shaky and the rest of this team is very shaky you got a really old point guard who's had a history of you know injuries and things like that you've got a you've got a center who doesn't appear to be there you have no bench so i mean putting a lot of chips in one in one basket and uh it's gonna be interesting to see so um uh, moving on to the uh the marquee matchup of the 
of the second round. Uh, going back to the Warriors, the Warriors will be taking on the Golden State Warriors. Or, sorry, the, <laughs> the Warriors will be taking on the <laughs> Lakers. Whoa, it is it is a Monday. Um, <laughs> tomorrow night, 10 o'clock uh, in Golden State. Uh, this is the matchup that everyone has been waiting for. A Lakers-Kings matchup would have been also super fire. But this is the matchup I feel like the NBA wanted to see, the fans wanted to see. Curry and LeBron going at it again. Greatness versus greatness. Uh, the Lakers got out of their last series, were able to uh, to make it here. Ben, how are we feeling about the Lakers going into a series with a, a primed and, and ready Golden State team? Um, I I feel pretty good about the Lakers. I mean, they've actually had what f- what four five. How many days have the Lakers had off right now? Um, they so have been off. They've been they, off. They since last played Friday. On Friday, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday played. So they've had four days off. Um, I, I I feel I feel good about the Lakers. Um, <laughs> I think the series is going to go seven. Um, I, I think the Lakers revamped lineup. I think has been beneficial. Um. The biggest thing is who's going to chase around Steph Curry? That's your first question. Your second question is is how do you how do you effectively get stops against the Warriors and also be able to uh, play at the pace that you want to play and not play at their pace? So. The Lakers, the Lakers have been playing a little bit slower. Um, you know, they, they've been using different guys to score. D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves. I mean, we're seeing at the end of games where those guys are handling the ball and doing some different things. Um, does that change? Does it stay the same? I, I hope it stays the same because I think that that gives you more options for when you really need LeBron and AD to do what they need to do. Um, you're able to, to, to get them guys rolling down the stretch. Um, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to this matchup because, you know, these are two guys that, that are, are all time greats. They're two guys that felt like people felt like their careers were dead. Like the Kings called the Golden State Warriors old last series you know, Memphis called the Lakers old last series, and now here they stand. It's like, um, you know, it's like the old, it's like the old Wild Wild West days. You know, the two gunslingers meeting in the middle of the center of the, you know, center of the OK Corral, Grand go at it. Um, so I, I'm excited. I'm super excited about it. Whew. Tell you what, we were talking about this earlier, and uh, Timmy, who's not here tonight, um, he was worried about the Lakers in this series versus golden state. And um, I think Sean and I both fired back. Like, I don't, I don't know, man, like the way they just played against Memphis. And yeah. uh, I thought Memphis would, would, would have been the team that would have gave golden state a problem to begin with. And I know mm-hmm. it's about matchups, but I start looking at, you know, can Looney and Draymond green. Um, I mean, Looney really being their only true center. Can they stop Anthony Davis down low? 
um, uh-huh. because he was an absolute menace uh, yeah. against. I mean, he had his own block party against um, the Grizzlies. Uh, I think they said he had 26 blocks in the series. Something like uh, that. Incredible. Yeah. So that averages out almost a little less than five a game. So, um, you know, can Looney be as disruptive, you know, going against Anthony Davis like he was against Sabonis? And we both, we all know Sabonis is a crazy rebounder too. Um, and then I'd say, okay, how's Draymond and Wiggins going to be able to affect LeBron James's game? And then I think everywhere else, the Lakers or the Golden State matches up well. Like, I'm not worried about, you know, D'Lo with, if they're putting Clay Thompson on him or uh, Curry Garden, Schroeder, or, or, you know, whoever's playing point guard at the moment. But it's it's that, that Davis matchup that I think is really going to be the X factor. Like, if they take Davis out of the game um, with being able to box him out, get him in some foul trouble, you know, he can't get to the basket and shoot. I think Golden State's got a chance to run and get some of these threes up. But, like, if the Lakers go pounding the ball in the middle, like, it's, it's going to be a little scary. So I don't know which way this series is going to go because the Lakers actually played fast all season. I think yeah. they were like the fifth or sixth highest scoring team in the league. Um, and like you said, Ben, they kind of slowed it down a little bit mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and which I would have thought would have favored Memphis in the like that playing that kind of grind ball type offense, and it didn't. Yeah. So like I'm completely at a loss of who is going to win this series. I have. I could see it going either way, seven games for the Lakers, seven games for Golden State. Um, the, the thing that did impress me, though, about Golden State against Sacramento is that everybody was worried about Golden State winning on the road, and they won two games at Sacramento in that series. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, so, I think I think the playoffs have changed everything with that. I think, and on top of that, all their guys are back. Wiggins is back. You know, it's – they're they're in a groove again and and them winning on the road in in the playoffs never never scared me they're just they're too good mm-hmm. so yeah man i'm i'm at a complete toss-up right now i i would agree i would agree um you know looking at both of these teams you're gonna have to get more production out of more not even more production but but more efficient production out of out of Jordan Poole this next series um cuz he you know he had a couple of big shots throughout that you know the the last series but he he's going to have to turn it on they they're they're paying this man a lot of money to come off and be that sixth man right now and mm-hmm. the Lakers I really like the Lakers bench right now. They did a great job of of just filling out some role role players. Rui Hachimura has been a been a huge help for the Lakers. Vanderbilt uh, has been a great addition, and uh, you know they got you know they got Malik Beasley, Beasley coming off the bench. You got Lonnie Walker as well. So you've got they've got a deeper bench, I believe, than than Golden State at the moment. I mean Gary Payton, the second has has lost a step. Like he has, he, he got hurt earlier in the season and he just does not, he's had a few big moments and he does gel well with this team, but he seems like he's slowed down a little bit since the last time. And they're, and they're paying him over in golden state as well. Right now they traded for him and he ended up getting a a pretty decent contract uh, with the blazers when he left. But um, I agree that Anthony Davis is going to be the one they're going to have to contain. If they're able to somehow contain him or, you know, 
he trips over his own feet or something and you know is out of the game which mm-hmm. very well could happen <laughs> like he's been so good this year though i'm not taking anything <laughs> like every time he him. gets bumped i'm like ah because yeah. like, ah. I mean, like, there were a couple like, times in the series there were a couple yeah, times like, in the series we were like oh yeah i'm like <laughs> i mean every time you get bumped you gotta go down like that like like ah, uh, i'm like come on it's a, like it's a, it's a long fall too it's a long yeah, fall like he, every time you down. get bumped I'm like, is it every time you get bumped? He's like, ah. Well, I'm like, get uh, up. You, I am sure that the Golden State Warriors are gonna, they're, you know, Draymond's gonna be playing some dirty tactics. That's gonna happen. There's gonna probably be some text called at some point. And and oh, Looney, yeah. Looney's a big boy too. He's a, I think Looney's a great defender. I really mm-hmm. do. I, I, I. He's been just such a great role player for them. I can't say enough about how much I like that guy. But um. It's going to be interesting because I don't I don't know who. I guess I guess Wiggins takes takes LeBron. I mean that yeah. I guess that that's how you do it, and and I, I like that. But I don't know. This is going to be a very 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 fun matchup to watch. The only thing I wish, guys, is uh, we didn't live on the East Coast. Yeah, you ain't lying. Because <laughs> man, staying up till 10, 11 o'clock can't, at I night, can't do it. to do it. I can't like, do it, Sean. I'm too old. Can't do it. We got. We got a game, I think, on Friday that's at, you know, eight or nine. That's fine. But these games are on late, man. And that's been the I feel like that's been the biggest discouraging factor for me watching LeBron over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's just he's on. And I love watching Golden State. But also it's I mean, unless they're playing on a Sunday at three o'clock, you know, chances yep. are or they're playing. on the East Coast, I'm, pro- I'm probably not going to see him. You know, it's Mm-mm. it's difficult to watch. But um all right, so if we were we, – we're not – we haven't gotten to this – game one has not happened yet on this series. Who are you guys picking for it? This is the marquee matchup. Mm. Josh, who are you picking? Man, look, I, I told oh. you, I have no clue um, who I think is going to win. I mean, I don't know. I, I truly don't know. Um, you know, Put LeBron, some out there. LeBron, LeBron's been in LA since 2018. And this is the first time that we've had a Lakers Warriors series uh, period in the playoffs. We, they played each other in the play-in game once, I think uh, where uh, Lakers won that game. But I think when LeBron came to the West, we were expecting this in like the Western conference finals. So like, I got to go golden state until they lose. They're the defending okay. champs. They, I'm going Golden State in seven. Um, mm. I, I look Wiggins is fresh. Um, I, I really still yeah. don't think that maybe he doesn't even have his true legs underneath him yet. So, like, I think you're going to get a prime Wiggins in this series after he got a run of a seven game series and a couple of days of rest. And I think he's starting to get his win and stuff back under. It looked like he got tired towards the end of the series just because he wasn't ready. Um, like coming back and just playing a full series like that. And it was a, a grueling series with a super fast pace. Um, I think Wiggins is the neutralizer in this. I think LeBron's going to get his Davis is going to get his Curry's going to get his clay is going to get his, but I think Wiggins is the neutralizer. And I think the golden state wins because Wiggins has a decent series. Mm. Ben. Oh uh, man. Um 
gosh dang. Like, I, I like both teams. I really like what the Lakers did at the trade, you know, making the moves they did, signing the people they did. They look so much more like an efficient basketball team with those guys on the floor now. Um, Josh, I, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, it's, it's hard to say that a team's going to lose a series when they're the defending champions. Um, but I, I, based on the benches, I, I'm going to go Lakers and six. Okay. Okay. Based on the benches. I like it. Okay. I was going to, I'm going to go golden state and six. Uh, yeah. I think, I think like I said, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a wrong choice. Yeah, I think I think they're going to be able to. Um, I just think that just it's a team that gels. Lakers mm-hmm. are doing very very well with their their new roster. Uh, pieces are fitting very well, but I don't know. I just I feel like this team is is capable and and also they want i just feel like they really want it we're talking legacies here mm-hmm. and lebron's going to be a monster in this series he's going to be an absolute monster and wiggins is going to be the one who's going to need to to you know taper that and i think he's going to i think he's going to i mean and that just might mean he scores 27 instead of 33 you know but i right. think uh I think he's going to be the deciding factor in this as well. The fresh legs and him not being there. And he's looked good. Um, he didn't look great yesterday, but he's looked good in the last series. So I'm going dubs and six. Can can we agree maybe that maybe not top end um, with Cleveland and like Miami, but this might be the best full roster of a team that LeBron has probably ever played on when you look at it top to bottom. Um, and you look at like his bench production versus the starters production. Um, I'm talking about the team after the trade deadline, not the, I'm talking yeah. about like what Rui's been doing and Reeves and like they're getting production out of all these guys. Um, Cause a lot of those teams that like, they had, they were really good in the starting five with LeBron. And then like, they didn't really have much of a bench. I feel like this team is way deeper than any team that he's ever had. So I think that's going to play a big role in this. And we've seen what LeBron's done against golden state in the past. So uh, yeah, it's, I can't uh, wait. This is, these are these are two players or two one one team and and one player that has history, and uh, this is this is a, like a, this is a legacy series right here. It really is, and mm-hmm. you know you never know when it could be the last time these guys meet in the playoffs. So uh, we gotta we gotta savor it. It's gonna be it's gonna be quite the fight. So absolutely, would that be? With that being said, guys, uh, I think we're going to call it a night. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, NBA playoffs, obviously, all week. Um, you know, make sure you're watching everything. And, and with us, make sure you're subscribed, Spotify, Apple, any of those places. If you're if you're listening on, uh, on iTunes or Apple Music, uh, make sure that you give us a good review. And uh, we'll be back next week. Have a good one, guys. See you guys.